0: Perhaps I do not strike you as a geek Without the horn-rimmed glasses and knee-high argyle socks But nerdery is more than wardrobe deep And I'm a nerd down in my heart and that's where nerdhood rocks I'm better acquainted than a good girl ought to be With Aragorn and Yosef Bridge and Worf and Hal and Han But you don't really know me, and my culture don't control me. Hello and welcome to Just a Girl Geek. I'm Christina B, I am your host, and I am a girl geek. We're going to start, as always, with a spoiler warning. I discuss many shows on this podcast. All of them will be full of spoilers. You have been warned. We're going to discuss shows from November 15th to the 22nd, and we're going to start first with Rain. I stopped watching Rain months ago. I used to recap it for thetelevixen.com. I did pick it back up just this week. I may start watching it again just to see how they handle Mary... I did watch it this week because of, obviously, the big huge reason, Francis's death. I wanted to know how they handled it, and I thought it was done really well. I sobbed my face off. The fangirls on Twitter went crazy. Apparently, they don't know their history. They didn't realize that Francis was going to die. I have no idea, but that was pretty amusing to watch. So I may pick it up again. I'm not sure. So next, let's talk about The Flash. Okay, you guys, I had no idea that Kendra is Hawkgirl. Like, I didn't know that she was going to be going over. I remember the casting but I didn't put two and two together. Oh my god (laughs) that was pretty cool when I figured that out. I was like my jaw dropped. So it was nice to see Barry's dad back just in the nick of time to help Barry get over his fears and I found it was the classic King Kong story this time and it was really neat with Caitlyn and Grodd. That was fun. Cisco with the classic say anything pose with the music playing. So good. So, so good. And, you know, vibe, vibing Hawk Girl was really amazing. I really, really liked this episode. I really liked the ending with Grodd now on Earth 2, where apparently there are many Grodds that have a whole civilization going on. So I'm pretty sure that we haven't seen the last of the Grodds. So let's talk about uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And on the Fitzsimmons show this week, they kissed. Finally. And I cried and they're cursed. And it's so sad. That was amazing. I really, really loved that. You know how much I ship Fitz and Simmons. And I think the whole world does. The Hydra reveal was huge. I was stunned. And it still bothers me that the ward that I came to love and trust is so, so evil. I feel so betrayed, which is I guess the way that we're supposed to feel. So in the Vampire Diaries, uh, we all know that Stefan's kid was born, right? That's kind of implied. We're all on the same page with this i hope so is he somebody important is he somebody that we've already met was he turned into a vampire or he she i'm saying i don't know who knows did it live a long human life and die of old age is it connected to a current character in some way and who did valerie put the baby into i have no idea it's really interesting but caroline's cloaked babies what the actual f was that that was kind of weird So the winter finales, a lot of those happened this week. Grace, oh my gosh. The mystery of Owen and Riggs deepens. First I was thinking is he's a childhood friend. And then all of a sudden he knows Owen's mom. And then, oh my God, they're brothers. What? How? How? How the hell did we not know that? And they had a sister. Did Riggs do something when they were children or teenagers or in their, you know, younger days to kill that sister? So I hope they resolve that soon after. They come back in February, which is a really long time, I just have to say. Can they please just kill Joe off? Dozens of badly burnt firefighters, and she's whining about Alex? And then he proposes, and she's still whining? Just shut up! Just shut up! And then Amelia goes all whiny on Meredith too, right? And then she started drinking. Oh my god, that was huge. And the part with the fire chief's wife, how tough she was... (gasps) I was bawling, you guys. Bawling. She was so strong for him. Look, I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up just as I'm talking about it. Okay, so let's mark this day on our calendar. It was the third episode before I I I teared up while doing this podcast. All right, won't be the last time. So, scandal. Before I even discuss scandal, I want to mention a huge trigger. Huge trigger. Let's start... From the beginning, Melly filibustering was beautiful. The vice president coming in to save her so Melly wouldn't pee on the floor. I loved it. And so a very bold move, a very courageous move by Shonda and her team with showing Liv's abortion. It took the whole episode before we realized what was going on. And then all of a sudden Liv is in the stirrups and the light bulb went on over everybody's heads. You know Fitz is going to find out. So how is he going to react? And have we finally had our final Fitz and Liv breakup? I don't think so. I think that what she said about he can't be single. She needs him to have Melly the buffer. Liv wants only the good stuff. She doesn't want the nitty gritty. And you know, I, I guess that's Liv. She's got to have her stuff and, and let Fitz have his stuff and let Melly handle the dirty stuff. How to get away with murder. All I have to say about that is WTF. Just happened. That ending? Mind blown. Mind blown. So let's get into Jessica Jones. Jessica effing Jones. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna discuss it. We're gonna discuss almost all 13 episodes. I did watch all 13 episodes. So I'm not gonna go episode by episode Too specifically. I'm going to talk about my thoughts. What I thought while I was watching it. I loved that they kept her powers low-key. I love that they weren't in the forefront. I loved that she seemed reluctant to even have them. I loved the episode 3 reveals. They were brilliant. What Jessica did and Kilgrave's full face without it being in the shadows finally. That was really cool that they waited three full episodes to show us his face. And this ain't your 10th Doctor, people. Holy crap. The Malcolm reveal in episode four was killer too. He was great. I love him. I can't wait to see more of him in season two. Fingers crossed that it does get a season two. In episode five, where we finally get the full scene as Tennant, as the Purple Man, when he encounters Jessica saving Malcolm for the first time. Wow, how can someone I love so much creeped me out so badly. It's no secret that I'm a huge David Tennant fan. I loved him as the 10th Doctor. And I gotta say, I was conflicted with Kilgrave. The feelings that he brought out, the hatred that he brought out in me, it hurt my heart. Episode 6, the ending when Kilgrave bought the house Jessica grew up in, that was a big turning point in the whole series. That showed how incredibly obsessed he was. And I was wondering why? Is it because he feels that they're so similar? And then I was wondering how did he get his powers and does that matter? Well, as we all know we find out and it's horrific. In episode 8, Jessica comes home and how could you not fall a little in love with Kilgrave? Right? Phenomenal performance. I really hope that we get an Emmy nomination for Tenant for this and possibly for uh, Kristen Ritter too because she was fantastic. This is where we also find out what his parents did. They totally messed him up as a kid. And then in episode nine, that was a brilliant episode, the best episode yet. And who is Will? Like, is he going to be another soup? I don't know because like I've mentioned many times, I don't read the comics. So I don't know who Will is. I'm just assuming he's another kind of super soldier like Cap but obviously not a good guy. <laughs> the one thing that really bothered me was the Jerry Wendy divorce plot. It was boring. I felt that it didn't have a point and the reason really didn't come clear. I guess it was just something that they had to add. So in learning Kilgrave's backstory, we did see that there are two sides to every story, Kilgrave's side and Kevin's parents side. When the parents showed up and he turned back into a scared little boy. Your heart breaks for him. And then when, when we see that Jessica is able to fight Kilgrave, she doesn't have to listen to him. He can't control her. That was really cool. Episode 12, the twist with Luke, and then the huge fight was brutal. What a fight. And then the end, episode 13, with the amazing Daredevil crossover. Everybody loves Rosario Dawson. She was amazing and wonderful to see. The ways that Kilgrave makes people kill was really disturbing. Some of those with the, oh my gosh, with the arm. With his father's arm. And the other guys saying he had to get it. He had to remove it from the face of the earth. And he's trying to put it down the garbage disposal. Wow, I almost gagged. And I have a stomach of steel when it comes to horror and gore type movies. But that was really disturbing. So my Questions for season two. Where's Luke? Where's Will? What happened to Will? How did Jessica get her powers? That's obviously going to be big in season two. And where does Jessica go from here? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be more big bads. But now that she's out from underneath Kilgrave's thumb, she's got to refine herself, I think. An absolutely amazing series right up there with Daredevil, which I absolutely loved as well. And I cannot wait for season two. So Supergirl. We skipped an episode because the last episode dealt with terrorism. And I completely understand that. I'm just a little worried that it's going to be disorienting. I hope there was nothing in the episode that's going to kind of mess us up. The Orphan Black mention was brilliant. The X-Files nod when Kat said, uh, Agent Mulder, is it? That was hilarious. Why does there always have to be a love triangle? I, I don't like them. There's no need for it. And it keeps happening. You know, the Wynn, Kara, James. It's just annoying. Is Kat's mom anyone important? Or is Win's dad anyone important? I don't know about Kat's mom, but I've, I don't read comics. I'm just going on what I've heard about Wynn. And something about a toy maker or a toy master. And he's got the toys on his desk all the time. And his father is in in prison. So he's got to be a bad guy. So I'm going to guess Wynn's dad is some kind of supervillain. And we're going to see him in the future. The big reveal about Jeremiah and the DEO was brilliant. And I thought it was really cute. Because he knows Superman because he is Superman. Because, you know, Dean Kane and the whole Superman, Clark Kent. Never mind, never mind. Maybe I'm showing my age. So next and lastly, we're going to go with Doctor Who. I'm going to start with uh, episode nine. It was horrible. I hated it. First miss of the season. Monsters made out of sleep gunk. That's gross. (laughs) The camera thing was really obvious because no one had a camera. Clara's camera was doubly obvious, as was the explanation because she was in the pod. It was just bad. And then we got to episode 10. Wow. So old friend Rigsy's is in trouble. Rigsy was from Flatliners. So Rigsy has a tattoo on the back of his neck and it's counting down to something. And obviously he needs the doctor's help. Clara has apparently given Rigsy the doctor's phone number and he calls for help. The doctor and Clara arrive to find that Ishildur, who is back once more has accused Rigsy of murder and she has sentenced him to death. So the countdown is just giving him time to say goodbye to his loved ones. The real reason that a shilder summoned the doctor was to keep her street safe, to give the doctor to the residents and to get the doctor's confession dial. So Clara being Clara got too cocky. She got overconfident. And she got reckless. Like the doctor said, she was too reckless. I feel like she was shafted out of a proper death. I feel like her death was, it could have been better. It could have been bigger. It could have meant more. But her goodbye was perfect. I'm not even a Clara fan. And I was sobbing, literally sobbing. Like I couldn't breathe, snot pouring down my face, ugly Full-on ugly, disgusting, sobbing. It was amazing. So I think that that was one of the most wonderful goodbyes for a companion in the history of the show, which I guess fits the impossible girl. They better not cheapen it by bringing her back, although she still does have shades of Clara out there in the universe. So I do have a feeling that while we're not going to see Clara back, I think we will see Jenna back as a shade of Clara, possibly in the finale. I I just have a feeling that we're not done yet with Clara. Meanwhile, I have questions. What is on that confession dial that a Shilder wants so bad? Maybe it's not even a Shilder who wants it. Who made the deal with a Shilder? Missy? The Daleks? Maybe it's Gallifrey. Maybe the Time Lords are back. Who knows? I think we're going to find out in the finale, obviously. And I'm really looking forward to next week. It's a whole episode of just the Doctor. No companion. He's obviously been teleported away and from the looks of the trailer, he's trapped in some kind of Doctor nightmare. Capaldi is going to shine. He's going to be wonderful. I have huge high hopes for this episode i think this is going to be one of my favorite episodes ever oh i almost forgot the walking dead i told you glenn is alive i told you guys but for how long huge comic spoilers here if you have not read the comic if you are not current with the comic please skip forward to entertainment news comic spoilers so we know nagin is on his way i think that some of Negan's crew was who Daryl met in the Daryl-centric episode. I'm pretty sure that's who that was. And, and I wonder if the writers decided to pull the rug out from under us and give us Glenn back for a little while just to have Negan kill him again. It's quite a big possibility, and that is what I'm guessing is going to happen. So enjoy Glenn while you have him, because I'm pretty sure it's not going to be for long entertainment news. So the new Legends of Tomorrow trailer, huge. Did you guys see it? If you haven't, Google it. It is beautiful. It's crazy and it's beautiful and I am so stoked for this show. There were more TV spots for Star Wars, of course. At this point, I have stopped watching. I know as much as I want to know before I go see it next month. There was also a picture released On the anniversary of Doctor Who, November 23rd is Doctor Who Day. It was the first look at River and the 12th Doctor in the Christmas special. I cannot wait to see them together on screen. I think they're going to be dynamic together. Uh, It was also announced that the Vampire Diaries and the originals are moving to Fridays in 2016. Fridays are usually the death slot Can these shows survive that death slot? Uh, If anyone can, you guys, The Vampire Diaries can. I don't watch the originals. I've tried three or four times. It's just not a show for me. Although I do love Klaus a lot. Code Black snags five more episodes. That's amazing news for this season. And HBO released a new Game of Thrones poster showing a bloodied Jon Snow. Is it a red herring or is he alive? My bet is he's alive. Thanks for listening again this week, you guys. I appreciate every single one of you. Please be sure to check the show notes for all of the important social media contact info. And as always, thank you to Marion Call, mariancall.bandcamp.com for our amazing theme song. Have a great week. See you next time. So last week, I do not care whether Milan endorses flat. Oh. I have been a nerd since long before anyone heard that Balen pony was the latest fashion trend. And that's to geek after nobody thinks it's chic.